Welcome everyone to Paranormal Roundtable. Uh, Paranormal Roundtable, that's three words. And it, it is... Uh, it's actually getting to be one of those things that I think a lot of people are just hearing PRT. Yeah, PRT. Yeah. We're going to make sure to say PRT. Yeah, and it's it's great. You know, wanted to get out there first to start with, you know. Try a little something different. If you Ever? wore that around Austin, though, they'd probably think it was something else. They probably would. Who knows? Party right time. Yeah, <laughs> man. You know. Definitely. They're not going to know what that means. Oh, yeah. So, it, well, with today's, you know, <laughs> the whole atmosphere today's, who knows what kind of stuff that they'd come, you know, people would come up with. But, yeah. You're going to have to put, like, a Bigfoot or a right. spaceship or something. And so, guys, just to let you know, this is Sal, and we got Wolf, and we're on Paranormal Round Table today. Paranormal Round Table, even though we're sitting at square tables, really yeah, big yeah. square tables, too. <laughs> uh, but, uh, folks, we have a lot of stuff to cover. Everybody's been clamoring for the par- the Paranormal Potlucks. So that's what we're going to do. But first, we're going to do the email, yeah. uh, doswolfman88 at gmail.com. And also, wolfandsal at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Send us your stories. We want to hear them. We love to read about them. You know, and we're getting to him as fast as we can. We're only two yeah, people. <laughs> we're backed up bad, big time. We can't get Tony to do anything. He's absolutely worthless. Yep. He will watch, though. There's one thing Tony will do. He's very good at. He will watch people play video games for hours. So, folks, if you want to make money off of this guy, make him subscribe to you playing. I don't know what they play. I, Ma- Mario Brothers. Fighting. No, no, that's 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 old school. That's, that's old just, school, huh? Yeah. What is it? Fortnite, I think, is the game that I, these kids dude, are into these days. Don't even get me lying. I don't know about these games. Or Call of Duty. Hey, everybody knows I, about I, Call I, of Duty. I, I, I kind of vaguely <laughs> play games, and so people were like, "I thought you were a gamer." I'm like, "Yeah, I played some games from that way back in the day." <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean that I'm into this. Whatever's going on now. What, what is that one that was there? It was real popular for a while. There, Squid kept trying to get me to play it, and and then I know Anthony, you played it. Uh, was it the was one? It, the one where you, you, uh, Tony would tell you, uh, it, it, it's like you can do all kinds of different stuff on there, and you uh-huh. could. Then it was modded, Mo- not Minecraft. I know that one. My little nephew plays that. <laughs> That's a crazy game. You'd be surprised how many people love that. Thing. It's crazy, dude. There was this game though that everybody was playing. Oh, look, he's yelling from the other room. <laughs> now us. you hear me. Skyrim. Yeah. Skyrim. Skyrim. And then, then, but then, Anthony, you told me because you were just engulfed in one game. Your your whole world was that game. The Witch King or The Witcher. Yeah. The Witcher, yes. I've heard about that game. I mean, I, I don't hardly Thank game Thank goodness much. I didn't until he told me. And then I was like, I tried uh, quickly to forget about it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, the whole deal with the video games, it's, it's great. People do it and they get lost in that little world. It is fun for a little while. But I played Fables. Me, hey, that, that was popular for a while. I look at it like this, you know, you can get lost in those games and all the stuff that does, but guess what? If you look around at the real world and you peel back the top layer, we got a lot that, we got a lot of that going on right now in our world. Without yeah. having to go yeah. into a video game, for well, it, I think you know? it's, I think for a lot of people, it's just a, it's a relief, the release from the from the, the mundane. Day yeah, the, world. Es- the escape from the problem, the- folks, is that you get addicted. You know, <laughs> but but you know what? People get addicted to coffee. My brother is a coffee addict. I, my, I love, my wife is addicted to nicotine. I'm a retired military man, so coffee is one of my things. Too. Yeah, you too. And and Anthony, he's a big coffee yeah. guy. But but you know, I, you know, people get addicted to video games, coffee, nicotine cigarettes whatever and the stuff we talk about on our show but you know what really grabs you by the balls what's that heroin that's one thing that'll really grab you by the short and curlies and do not mess (laughs) with it folks don't do it so (laughs) folks the others you know do what you want but please please stay away from heroin and any of those illicit drugs they will only ruin your life that's our public service message for today there you go all right man so and if you're a kid who's doing drugs Please go get help before you ride your bike because you'll probably get hit by a car or something. Don't yeah, don't do it. I'm just telling you, crazy. please get a helmet on. In all seriousness, yeah, it is not the thing to do. So with that, don't being do said, drugs, kids. Do not yeah. do drugs. Yeah, and with that being said, hey, let's don't go to college either. Though, drop out and be <laughs> successful like me. Do what you have to do to be successful. Just make sure that you're not infringing upon anybody else. Yeah, well, that's pretty much. You that's, can't do anything without infringing upon somebody. That's true. But do the best you can. So, so, so I had to renew my license the other day. I went to the DMV. Yeah. And I was I was walking out, and they were like, I, I, I'm not going to get into political whatever, but they were getting people to sign a petition or whatever. And uh, I couldn't believe it. They, they were asking me, what you know, do you want to sign this petition for such and such? 
And I looked at it and I thought, yeah, I guess, I guess so. It's not a big deal. You know, it's for your rights or whatever. And this guy walks out and he's like, F that we have too many rights. What? Yeah. He said, F that yeah, we F have, that. Too, we have many- too many rights. And I looked at the, and the girl that was holding the, the paper was like, okay. And so I looked <laughs> at my wife. We were like, what? Like, how could you, you really think we have too many rights, dude? So I think we should just like drop this guy off somewhere, you know, in like Venezuela and he can hang out. Give give him hey, look, give him ten thousand bucks, buy him a one way ticket and say, Here, if you go to Venezuela with ten thousand bucks, American dollars, you're filthy rich. Yeah, you'll become a king for about yes. two minutes till somebody kills you and takes it. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was crazy and I was just like, Wow, this guy really said that. He actually we have too many rights. But uh anyways That's uh, enough of that, because you know, he says we we have too many rights. Well, guess what, guy? One thing that we will never complain about is the, how many rights we got and how many stories we got. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say this, folks, not disparaging video games. What I'm going to do is, you know, once I am done doing all the really important things I got to do, then I'm going to just, like, sit down and actually play a game and just, just, just become addicted like Tony. I'm worse. I, ha- I have a plan to become addicted to a game at some point, but it's been a plan that I've had for about 10 years. <laughs> but I've never had time to actually sit there and just do that. So, you know. Well, you know, I, like I said, as far as I just, you know, I'm worse as far as, you know, in, in the realm of being a gamer, I'm worse than I was years ago. So I don't even try to play video games like yeah. that anymore. What about your son? Does he play? Yeah, he's pretty much the the he's astute in all those video, video games, games, and I'm just like all I do when he brings one up, I say, "Okay." The next generation of each one of these systems, they have more buttons. Yeah, it's, it's and it's uh, like you know, you're you're, you're just like thirty buttons and different, and everybody's like, "Oh, these controllers are much better," and I have a button for everything, and it's like, <laughs> how many buttons can you have? Yes, and then it's it's amazing. It's crazy, dude. I'll tell you what. I will say this about the newer video games. They do have great graphics. The graphics are always getting better. So, you know, when they go, you know, I can only imagine, you know, and how does that relate to our topic? It's simple. How does it relate? It's simple because if you can find someone who has got the software and and have the, the expertise to be able to bring to life through software a person's um, sighting or encounter with, you know, a cryptid creature. Kind of like, uh, um, oh my lord, uh, Sibylla Irwin. She has the ability to draw people's uh, cryptids as they as they tell her about it. Kind of like a police sketch artist on, uh, you know, when they do that for suspects. Ooh, that's pretty cool. She's able to do that. She did it for the for, well, for Mike. Th- Woolley. There's a woman that actually drew us a picture. I need to get that. She actually drew, and, and it's one of the cases we're going to talk about. And awesome. This happened in Coppers Cove, Texas. Nice. You want to lead? We can lead off with that. Hey, I I think that's great. I I want to hear the story because I I I'm pretty familiar with that area. Yeah, th- this is going to be paranormal potluck, folks. Um, so it's just going to be you know what comes up comes up, and so uh, we did a, a little w- w- talking to some people. They had a few other paranormal encounters, but this one was one in particular that that really was like that really stood out. It was pretty cool. I mean, you know, nothing. Nobody was hurt, and she wasn't scared to death or anything, but. Uh, Copper's Cove Highland Park, Texas. Okay, in the Highland Park area, and she was with her family, and they were they were like kind of on like a picnic or something. I think she told right. you told us, and she said that there was this creature that she saw uh, up in a tree, and it moved almost like a monkey, but she said that it was completely black, but it was like a matte black. It wasn't shiny or anything, mm-hmm. and that it looked like. Um, it had really long, skinny arms and legs and it wasn't, but it had a long tail and it wasn't any, and it wasn't any bigger than five feet. And I remember her saying that she watched it for a little bit and it just, but it had its back turned to her. Now, Anthony, you were there when we talked to her. Did she say it turned its head or something It looked at her? Yeah. It turned its head kind of almost backwards and looked at her. And she said it just had like a very smooth face. It, she didn't see a real big mouth. Um, nothing that was very uh, like significant in the face as far as like that would be scary or teeth or anything like that. And she said that it just like leapt off of the tree onto another tree. And I think she said she was 11 years old when she saw it. And she told her family and they were just kind of like, yeah, okay. But she's swarping down. 
And she even drew a picture of it. She sketched it for me and Anthony and my wife. Um, well, you know, ironically, that area you're talking about, you know, the Highland Park area that, that is known mentioned. for Spider-Man hanging out over there. Well, I don't know about all that, but I'll tell you one thing. It's definitely on the western edge of town and a lot of a lot of hills. Of course, you know, it's, it's hill country. And so that being potentially a, a juvenile Sasquatch or potentially a juvenile or not even juvenile. Very no, it, small. it didn't have any hair. No hair? No, it had a tail. Hmm. You need to wake up, man. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. I, I'm think think of Spider Man in his black suit with a tail. Spider monkey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what is it with you in the, the, the this is not an ape. I don't think it's an ape. She said it looked very reptilian. Really? Yeah. Black? She said it looked black and she could see scales, smooth? but it was very smooth, but it was like it was like lizard like, yeah. Wow, it reminds me of a uh it reminds me of an encounter that uh Here's a shameless plug for uh, Beyond Creepy. That's uh, one of those channels out there. He had a story about it where a guy was hanging out at um, a rock quarry, an old quarry. Hold on. This guy from Beyond Creepy. Um, it's the gentleman. He's just a storyteller. Mr. Black. That's, is, that's is, his is, name. Are we getting paid for this plug? No, I don't We don't so. plug him. Then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. But he's he has a one of his episodes. In one of his episodes, he talks about a gentleman who reported seeing this thing that looked like what reminded him of Spider-Man in the black suit when he, he was at a um, rock quarry hanging out. You know how people would go hang out at rock quarries when there's no other bodies of water to hang around at? You, they go to the old quarries, go swim in them, that kind of thing. That's what the gentleman was doing at night. And then, of course, he noticed there's a lot of, there was a lot of moonlight, so he could see across the body of water on the other edge. And he was um, up on a high point on one side, and he was looking across and saw the... Uh, cliffside and at the bottom there was water so but he saw this particular entity that the closest thing he could describe to him he didn't mention anything about a tail but he said it it reminded him of spider-man in the black suit crawling up the side of that oh, wow. that face and then took off into the darkness afterwards i wonder if it had a tail yeah and that's it never says it never mentions anything about that but i thought that's really interesting this 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 lady is talking about this black smooth Mm-hmm. With a tail, you know. Well, Copper's Cove is not far from Colleen. No, no, it's it's actually. And, and the next yeah story is you want to. Oh yeah, that one you were talking about that reptilian yeah, sighting. Yeah, this one happened off of uh, I ninety five. Yeah, yeah, and that's a very okay. desolate road too. In certain spots, if you're going from Colleen to Austin, definitely. This happened before you turn off. I think to go to Florence. So yes, little, that yeah. is. Yeah, that's actually believe it or not. When I was you know stationed there eons ago. That was the preferred road to drive or drive ride in order to get to I thirty five, and then yeah, you of course, go into, it goes into Georgetown, uh huh. It comes, and then up. you hit thirty five in Georgetown, I think, and then you go somewhere around there, yeah, yeah. And so, um, I was just on that road not too long ago. I helped Taz move up there. Oh wow, yeah, he moved up there. Um, so I don't know why you'd want to live in Colleen, but I know why he, because of his children, but I, right. would, I would not want to live in Colleen. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not the greatest atmosphere. Kind of a rough town. It's yeah, a very it military town. It's just full of army guys. It's, it is the largest army base, I yes, think, it in is North in America. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. For, for sure. Anyways, the, 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 this, this actually came from a Fort Hood soldier who told me this story. And, uh, this one was actually a long time ago when he told me this. And, um, but we were talking about reptilians ran out of time and whatever, but very similar to the thing in Copper's Cove. Really? Yeah. He was, he was driving along and he saw this thing walking along the road. He said it was like three 30 in the morning. There was nobody around. And he said that it like, it came up out of like the ditch Mm -hmm. and it stood straight up and he saw it and like, it was getting ready to run across the road. And he thought, what is that? A person, a deer, what is that? But it's about to dart in front of my vehicle. So he, his girlfriend was asleep in the, in the vehicle and he was like, he was like, holy, you know? And so she wakes up and they both see it and it gets kind of squats down like on all, like, like it's, but not on all fours. He said it was like, it was getting ready to uh, like run a, like when you, when you run a race. Correct. Yeah. And he thought it was going to leap out in front of his car, but it didn't. And then it kind of stood back up as they they passed. And he said he had slowed way down. And he said they got a really good look at it. The the eyes were yellow. And he said, this is what he told me. He said, if you took the Geico lizard and you stretched him out and stood him up, 
he said it looked like that, but longer arms uh, and longer legs. And and he said that the legs were bent the whole time. They were kind of bent, you know? Mm-hmm. And he said that uh, probably about six foot tall, but it was real slender. You could see a tail kind of whip around, you know? Mm-hmm. And he said that it was a lizard. It was on two legs. And he said it looked humanoid. Correct. It had a small uh, snout, the way he described it. And he said that when they drove by it, you know, his lights illuminated it. And he, his wife saw, because she was on the passenger side, that she saw uh, what would look like really small little teeth. Really? Like little jaggedy teeth. But they didn't say it looked like menacing or anything. It just, it's, they didn't, you know, I said, was it terrifying? He said, I wouldn't say it was terrifying, but. Definitely out of the ordinary, right? God, that, I can only imagine you're driving by and you see a six foot tall Geico lizard looking creature on the side of the road. I know that's freaky. And the guy that told me that though, he's kind of like, uh, kind of a, he was a tough guy, kind of an yeah. announcer guy. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I didn't think he wanted to tell us, you know, it was telling me and squid. I don't think he wanted to go. Yeah. I was terrified, man. You know, because, I mean, cause we were talking about this and, and this story, we actually got, we were actually reminiscing with this guy that worked with us and we were talking about the, the reptilian the guy that we thought was a reptilian. Mm-hmm. And that's when he came up and said, I saw this lizard looking thing on the side of the road one time when I was coming back from work, you know, whatever, from Austin or whatever. And uh, his girlfriend used to come with him sometimes and hang out at the club. And and so I got a chance to ch- chat with her about it, too. That's nice. And she, she just basically said the same thing. It you was know? that freaky. Yeah, she woke up. He had slowed way down. <laughs> oh, wow. And she was mad because he had slowed way down, and it was like they looked right at it out the window. Oh, wow. And, and he was like, well, I thought it was going to leap out in front of the car, so you know, I didn't want to. And so he had gone over to the other lane. Um, I believe that that road is two lanes on both sides, so he'd gone over to the left lane, and but she, she could, you know, she could still get a good look at it, you know, and she said that it was, it, it scared her pretty bad. But I don't. It didn't really scare him, according to him. Anyway, he claims it didn't. Well, really I wouldn't. Scare him, <laughs> I wouldn't tell anybody either. But I would tell people. I. It was really freaky looking. I yeah, imagine it was freaky looking. When you think about that particular stretch of highway from Killeen, and you head south on I ninety five to get down to I thirty five, and eventually Austin, right? The Austin area. There's a lot of uh, uh there, there's a lot of areas in there. Folks can look it up on the map and see that it's rural. Of course, in how long ago was uh, did you receive this story? Uh, that story, because I had just dug those up. Um, that would have been in the early 2000s. See, there's been a lot of development along that highway. There's been a lot of development south towards the, the uh, Austin area. So I imagine whenever this gentleman had his encounter. And way more his, desolate. Yeah, it was way more desolate, way more rural, where, you know, a lot of... Uh, you know, a lot of uh, trees, underbrush, and then of course you've got a lot of you've got a lot of uh, creek beds and creeks out there. Some are dry, some are not so much, but depending upon the rain. Yeah, yeah, and again, as far as creatures are concerned, so maybe that you know, was an aquatic thing. It came up out of the creek or something. It I don't could know. be, well, but when you think, just common sense dictates that any animal that's flesh and blood. They're gonna. They're not gonna be, want to be too far away from a water source. Makes you wonder, though, because of the close proximity to the military base. Right. What could that be? Because, like, I've heard that all the major military bases in the country have some sort of underground. Um, I would say, I don't doubt what you're saying. I would. I would have to. What put if that some thing escaped into- from a facility, or what if it's part of the? I don't. I you know. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. I, I mean, no, it's it's speculation, but it's it's hard to tell exactly what's going on on every military base. Because even though you've been there, yeah, I wasn't privy to yeah. access to every little spot because yeah, I visited. I visited it. So and and I know the layout yeah. sort of, but I don't. But it's so huge and it's so vast. That, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, it's impossible. Like, you could be stationed on that base and there could be someone else stationed and then you might work with four years being there and never see that other person. Like, you, you would never, you wouldn't know them. You would, like. Exactly. Because I had guys that worked for me and I was like, oh, did you know so-and-so? And they're like, uh, no, I did not ever, you know. And they, but they were there at the same time. It's not one of those bases where you will eventually run into people. That doesn't happen. No, actually, it's not. It's one of those where you could be stationed there for years and you meet somebody 
20 years after your career, and they were there at the exact same time, but you never ran across never them. Never ran across them. Yeah, and I guess a lot of it depends on your MOS, too. So That is, you know, that is definitely. Are you, are you preoccupied, Sal? You look like you're battling with something over there. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my phone. I want to make sure that we're not running all over on time, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Well, that's not your job. <laughs> your job is to talk and entertain the folks. Oh, well. That's what we got, that's what we got these people, these other people to help for. us out. Yeah, because, yeah, we can't do everything. We don't have six legs and five arms and all that good stuff. So uh, that's, that's then we'd be our own cryptids. Then we'd be our own cryptids if we were doing that. <laughs> so anyways. Well, now, as far as seeing that, that, that excuse me, reptilian creature, Again, we've mentioned it before in previous shows that there are a lot there are a lot of caves in and around the central Texas area. Yeah, there's a giant hill right outside of Fort. Yeah, there's lots. That, there's there's that, a, that I have heard is hollow. Do you go down it, in there? It, it I may have be. no idea if that's true or not. You know, who knows, folks? I, I I don't live out there, and even guys that have been stationed out there can't tell you. I no, mean, there's nothing you can you, you would not know. The higher up, the brass are going to know as much as they know, and that's about it. So, anyways, mm-hmm. we'll move on to the next. Uh, yeah, want, which one you want to go you to know, now? I was, you know, since since we're talking about that area, if we move a little bit further to the west or southwest, you know, the areas that's always interested me was around the, um, you know, the Marble Falls area. And there's a lot of little towns around there, mm-hmm. but. Specifically, Marble Falls. So, because, you're, so you're angling for me to give you my dogman story, is what you want. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, unless you want to save that one for the ne- for another show. Well, I got I got enough dogman material now that I was thinking about just doing a dogman show. But well, then, then let's save it for that one. Let's, you know, because I I could talk about it, but then we could also because because I wanted to maybe you know because sometimes Vic is. Well, I got this one then. You know, we can save that one because. You know, it mainly has to do with bodies of water because to me, I'll, I'm a firm believer there's a there's a big correlation with bodies of water, just like, you know, a lot of guys like Vic and everybody else will, will agree to that. So, and the one that always gets my attention, though, when you talk about bodies of water in Texas is Lake Caddo, the only natural oh, lake yeah. in Texas. Every every other lake in the state of Texas has been man-made. We're like, we're like busy beavers. We're damming up the rivers. That's what we've done. So that one, you know, and of course, Duendes, the little people. That that is <laughs> that's pretty amazing. That's another one. Um, Lake Cato is, I think, the only naturally yeah. natural lake in Texas. Yeah. The rest are all just rivers. Yeah, just like really this. large rivers. Every major city in Texas is is, is built on a river. Mm-hmm. Every one of them is from a river. I mean, you know, that's pretty much it. I mean, all the rivers correspond to, like, I know the Brazos is Waco. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Trinity is Dallas. Um, and it all stretches down south because they all eventually empty into the Gulf. And then Texas or, or Austin is, is Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. So, so, anyways, yeah, Lake Cato doesn't, though. No. And Lake Cato is, we've talked about it before, Lake Cato is so. It's shrouded in mystery. Mystery, yeah, because they can't even satellite map it in certain areas because of the trees are overgrown. You can't even see the water in certain spots. So it is one of the places that is considered jungle. The area around it is mm-hmm. considered jungle. There's only two places in the country. Uh, that's the big thicket in Texas mm-hmm. and in Florida, the Everglades. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, so that's the only places that they are so thick with the overgrowth that it's considered jungle. So, um, yeah, Lake Cato has a lot of, uh, it's intriguing because you, they, they haven't even fully mapped it. Now, I know I told a story on there one time about a guy that went out there to work on a telephone pole on the outskirts of it, mm-hmm. and an Indian, as he claimed, <laughs> shot him in the leg with, with an, arrow. an arrow. Yeah. And that happened, I believe, like in the 70s or something like wow. that, or the 80s or something. That wasn't even that long ago. Wow, no. So there were tribes, there are people that claim that they see these tribes so it's suspected that there's Native American tribes still living. Yeah, some deep sort of tribe living out there that, that people see them periodically. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's another story. But what what we are talking about the Duende. Yeah, uh, the little th- these little people. Yeah, these mischievous little people. I um, guess they're the equivalent to a dwarf or a gnome. Which one is? Which one would you say? Um, these the, the description of this story. I will give you a full on description of it. Let me let me let me. We'll just go back. The guy was yeah. fishing. Okay. And he, you know, and he just was going along in, in Lake Cato and a little motorboat, whatever, was doing whatever he was doing. And he was going to different spots to fish. And he was uh, like a good ways from where he had 
dropped. He, you know, oh, his dropped boat. the boat yeah. into the Okay. So he was a good ways off, you know, and he said that it would probably take him a good hour to get back to where he was, you know. Back to the dock yeah, or the just, boat just, ramp wherever he dropped the boat. Yeah, just to go back to the, because he was so far out, you know. Wow. But he got to the bank of one side of Cato Lake and he heard talking. And when, when he heard the speech, it sounded like babbling, like people babbling. You know, they weren't really talking. They were just kind of going, blah, 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 blah. You know, that's the way he told me that it, that it sounded. And so he said he was like, what, like, like little children or something. He saw them like in the distance. He saw what he thought were two little kids or something, you know. They were very dark-skinned, had long hair. And as he got closer, then he thought, these are just little tiny hippies or something. (laughs) (laughs) But when he got closer, he saw that like toward the banks that they were pulling like fish up out of the the water. They had like this like rope, you know. Mm -hmm. And they stopped. They saw him. He saw them. He kind of waved at them. One of them just kind of looked at the other and put its hand up like it didn't understand what a wave was, but just kind of knew it was a greeting. Yeah. And then they kind of spoke to each other like, blah, 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 you know, the way he said the, the, the way he said it was like, blah, 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 blah. That's, the that's way what he, it sounded that's like. That's what he said it sounded like. And then he said that when they stood straight up, they couldn't have been not even two foot tall, but they looked like full grown adults. Wow. That they is... were wearing like loincloths. That is really interesting. And he said that one of them picked up a small little like a spear, mm-hmm. you know, that looked like it had a like a like a, a stone head on it, you know. Wow. And the other one just kind of like and he kind of just was holding it and then the other one was like holding the fish and they were just kind of looking at him. He was <laughs> looking at them and he said, you know, he spoke, he said hello, you know, and then they just kind of went da da, you know. Like they they were trying to, you know, but they couldn't really communicate and so they just stared at him he stared at them and then he just said he took off on his boat he's when he started the motor up a little bit to get it going mm-hmm. it spooked them and so they they turned and they jumped back and then they turned and they ran back into the woods and he said that he and i asked him i was like you know, it was 100 percent positive that these were little people like these weren't like children or just really small adults like midgets he said no dude these were he's like you take a full-grown native american Yes. And you use a shrink ray on them. Uh-huh. That was his exact words. Wow. That's. Turning them into diminutive little, you know, whatever. Two foot tall. Yeah. Like he said that they weren't even two foot tall. And the That's fish just... that they had caught, there were like three or four of fish that were like, they, the one was pulling them. He, they were heavy, you know, it was bigger than they were. Wow. It makes you wonder, I, all these sightings that people have in regards to little people all over the country. To me, it's, I find it amazing. I, I, I simply think about um, these people who say, okay, I saw this, I saw that, and some people want to poo-poo on it, but I always go back to you, logic. You find it amazing? I find it amazing that I don't. That, that I, I fall people... asleep. I'm just like. <laughs> I find and then it I wake up cause... and he's like, and that's that. So then I just make up something and preface, <laughs> on, you know, upon like half of what I heard. And the guys at home going, that ain't what I said. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Yes. I, I'm, if you're listening, and, 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 and I think it's. I, I just think, how lucky do you have to be to to, to come across something like that? Spe- well, I mean, there's a lot of you what, know. What you know, lucky though. What the chance if, of a lifetime. What if they were hostile? What if one of them took that little spear and just threw it right into his heart? What if it was one of them? What about Kalima? You know, what if they just you know? <laughs> right, but what if it was the story? Uh, you know that that you talked about on a previous show. Where the guy was working on the power lines out in that area, and he got shot with an arrow in the leg. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I don't remember that. You at don't all. remember that at all. Well, what if it was? Are you talking about the one I just told you? I'm just messing with you. Yeah, that one. What? What yeah. if they're related? They're no, same people. I, no, because that story. I read that story, and that story. It, they were Native Americans, like full sized. Full Because size? people see them all the time. Hmm. You know that they, they look like Native Americans, but right. these look like little tiny. Look uh, like Native Americans, but got hit with a shrink ray. Yes, little tiny guys. Wow, I would. Well, I don't know. All I can say is that logic dictates that if you've got large cryptid creatures or and or groups of people living out in the woods, you've got to have small ones too. And again, and we spoke about it before. We've mentioned it. The the Yanomamo people of the Amazon rainforest. They've only been, you know, had contact with the outside world maybe 10 times in the last 50 years. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll go into another uh, thing from Lake Cato 
Yeah, that, that might hey, be. Uh, I like that. It might be. I mean, it, it's it's because because it, we were talking about lizards and whatever, and but I'll just tell you that there there, are, there was one story that I told you that we were going to talk about from the Grand Canyon. Near, yeah, near, yeah, near the Grand Canyon, the, mm-hmm. the, south, the lizard the south rim. Um, involved a giant lizard. Giant right? lizard. This guy saw a giant lizard. Now, I had read a story of somebody who had seen a giant lizard, like on four legs, just like a giant, bigger than a Komodo dragon. Claimed that it was probably the size of a Volkswagen, uh, near Rio Doso, New Mexico. Now, folks, Roswell. It's it's literally sixty miles from Roswell. Now I've been up there in those hills, and I've gambled up there at the end of the mountain gods, and I did not do well. <laughs> the end of the mountain gods did not like me very much, obviously, because they they just took all my money. <laughs> but I will say this: I was up, but then I went back down. No. But anyways, uh, that whole area is very beautiful. Oh uh, yeah, New Mexico, and it's 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 the mountains is very it's very hilly. Been up to Taos. Um, I've been out there too. Yeah, there, it's nice. very nice. And like then the, if there's a there's a racetrack there. That's where Mind That Bird, I think, was from. I think so. That. Yeah. Billy the Kid Casino. It's pretty cool. Anyways, I went there uh, summer before last. I was I was up in that area near Roswell hanging out, um, whatever. Oh, no, no, wait. No, it was, no, it was October before last. Wasn't it, Anthony? We were up there. And we almost we almost hit an elk. Uh, dude, We all, he jumped right out in front of my truck because I was right. But we were going slow, thank goodness. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that whole area up there is plenty to eat. If you're a giant lizard. Now, this guy claims he saw a giant lizard up in one of the campsites there near Bear, uh, I want to call it Bear Creek National Park or so. I don't know, something like that. But but he saw this thing. Well, the way We're talking dinosaur-sized lizard. Yeah, like it was big. You know, he, oh, wow. he said he saw it. Now, like I said, I collect threads. And when I heard that, I thought, that's pretty cool. But then this guy recently, this is a recent story, sent me a story uh, out of the uh, South Rim. Uh, once again, near the Flagstaff area, we were talking about Flagstaff. Not too yes. long ago. a lot of weird stuff in that area. It is, but it's not. Think about it; it's not too far away from the mysterious mountains. And how this ties into Cato Lake, I'll tell you, because I got a story out of Lake Cato of a guy that was fishing once yes. again, and he hears a splash like a into the water, and he saw this big reptilian-looking thing, and he thought, "Oh, it's a gator." But then when he saw it swimming across, he saw it go across uh, the bank because there was an area where it was kind of a, a channel where it kind of cuts off into a little. Correct. You know, and uh, he said it was only about 50 yards across, like a little spot that just kind of spikes out of it, you know, uh-huh. a lot of little channels like that. So the creature was trying to get from one point to uh, the other, to the yeah. other side. Okay, yeah. got it. And and he wanted to cross the road, and who are we to question his motives? Exactly. Okay? This, is, this is America. So anyway- <laughs> He 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 swam across, and when it climbed up out of the water, he said that he saw the tongue flicking out of its mouth. Boom, boom, boom. He could see it, almost like a Komodo dragon. But he said that this thing was not the size of a Komodo dragon. He said this thing was the size of a saltwater crocodile. Holy Jesus. But it was smooth, smoother looking and didn't have the ridges and all that, and it didn't have the big snout of a croc or an alligator. And it, he said that it had very reptilian eyes, and he said it just kind of like had the, the, the legs out on all fours, you know, how a Komodo dragon walks. Yes. This is how he was describing it to me, and that it was just kind of like walking like that up onto the, onto the bank. And he said that if he had to guess, it was probably nine feet long. Wow. That's... From head to tail. And he, but he said it was bulky. It was big. Like, it would be able to eat whatever it wanted. Yeah, and so that was in Lake Cato, and he said that it was blackish green. Now, that takes me to the other story about the Grand Canyon, okay? And now, folks, we're supposed to be doing paranormal potlucks, <laughs> but <laughs> but it sounds like we're talking about lizards here the, the whole time, but we're, we'll, we'll get into some other stuff. But here, here's what happened. The Grand Canyon sighting was odd because the guy had camped out um, near the Grand Canyon, I guess, with his family, and he was they they were at an RV park or whatever, and he went up into the woods to, to hike on a trail or whatever. And him and his uh, oldest daughter heard something crunching through the brush or whatever, and they saw what looked like a uh, lizardy looking creature. Uh, I should back up. They saw an elk coming up out of the of the, and its leg was just torn, like almost off. And then they look behind it and they see this like lizard just kind of walking slowly behind it. And the elk was like, 
he was hobbling a, along. Yeah, a big, a big buck, and he was hobbling, and his leg was torn, and like this lizard just ran up behind it and grabbed his hind, and you know the elk was putting up a struggle, and the lizard just started chewing him and biting him and took him down, and right before their eyes, it dispatched this elk, and they said that it was humongous. That this that this lizard looked like it could eat a car. Oh my god! Yeah, and he said that it was bigger than the elk, but it, and it scared the living daylight. Yeah, so then they turned and you know, his daughter was started screaming, which got the thing's attention, and it just looked over at them. But it's busy eating what it's eating. Correct. But he he was like, you know, imagine if you're out there and the the elk wasn't there. <laughs> You know, yeah, you, it would just snatch you up and eat you. You would and, be on the menu. Yeah, and he said it was probably about ten feet long. Wow! And it was up in the hill, up in the hills area, you know, up there. And uh, he said that they ran back down the trail. He said he wanted he wanted to stay and look at it longer, but his daughter was in hysterics, and it was black. That's really amazing. So, what do you make of that? I don't know, but I am glad that I was not on those trails. Uh, folks, the moral to the story here is... Well, we're talking black reptilian lizards yes. all over the place. The only thing that I I, I would... And this is just speculation, is, is we're talking a, a, a rift or tear in the fabric of space-time. You know, the, the crossing over well, What if it just comes dimension? up out of the canyon? I mean, that there's a lot of weird stuff. People say in the, the Grand Canyon, there's it's haunted. True. They see Indians down there, too. They see Duende. They see True. lizards. I mean, it's all relative... You know, that canyon is very desolate in a lot of areas. Yeah. Nobody can get out of there or go in there. Um, it's fun to look at, but I wouldn't want to jump down into it. And, uh, I and here's the thing, too. I agree. <laughs> I mean, you know, the thing is, the moral to the story is stay the heck out of Flagstaff. Obviously, <laughs> you know, I had a guy, you know, I talked about on Vic's show who had a dog man almost snatch him up. And luckily, some people drove up and saw it, And then he turned around and it was gone. It ran then you have this giant lizard snatching up full-grown buck elks. Yeah, that. And that then would... you have a, a, a zombie lady climbing on people's truck. Like, what is going on over there? Hey, they, I, like I said, but it's... you know that. Have you been through there anytime? Not, not in. It is a weird place. Like you go through there and you get this weird feeling. It's almost like you're in Colorado, but you know you're not. Uh -huh. And then you know if you go in any direction, you're going to end up in the desert. You know, in, Correct. in the. In the uh, but it's a dry heat that'll still melt your skin <laughs> off your bones. The yeah. Heat. But it is it is an anomaly. It's just kind of like you're going through this nasty desert, and then all of a sudden there's this nice green forest, and there's these trees, but then there's this giant hole in the earth. and Mysterious mountains not really too far away from there. Superstitious Superstitious, yeah. Mountains. I'm sorry. Yeah. We, yes. got, we got slammed on that one, man. Oh, sorry, I had somebody guys. text me. Superstitious They mountains. were, they were uh, messaging me, telling me, you need to rein him in and tell him what it, like, what? Okay. Sorry, folks. It was superstition. I'm no, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, I get excited because I... I we will make sure that we flog Sal later with a wet noodle. No, we're going to use the cat of nine tails like the Romans made of noo made of noodles. No, no, they're going to put like pieces of rock and never. It doesn't matter. It's glass. Anyways, <laughs> you'll, you'll feel it ripping your flesh off later when it happens. Oh yeah, as long as it doesn't attract Anthony. The wind can you do it? Are you strong rake? enough to rip him? Rip him. <laughs> Anyways, this it's very weird because like yeah. Flagstaff obviously has a lot of weird stuff going they on do. there, and I, I'm not going to stop there anymore. <laughs> There's a haunted hotel that, that that a guy did an investigation on too that I read about not too long ago, where some shadow thing tried to attack him. So that was pretty creepy. So I'm going like, wow, this place is like obviously just a again the superstitious mountains paranormal no go zone for me. It, it's all that, that you know. It's kind of like a Wi-Fi signal. The superstitious mountains being the source, and it all that weirdness just. By emanates, emanates from that. Yeah, in in all you know, in all directions. Now so. you mentioned the rake. Did you want me to get into that? Yeah, one? I want to hear that one because that that one that one really got my attention because to me it's a Wendigo. People call it a rake. Call it what you like, but out in Wyoming, let's let's hear about that one. Yeah, actually, this one I, I went through there not not too long ago too. Last summer, I was went through the ugly, gross part of Wyoming. If folks, if you're from Wyoming, I'm not going to say you know. You got Yellowstone up above you, or whatever, um, until that blows up. Isn't that where Napoleon Dynamite's but, from? Wyoming? I have there? no idea. I don't. I, my wife watched that movie. I've never really liked it. Didn't I think, think it's, it was, a, it's so stupid. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's very stupid. I don't know about hilarious, but it's stupid. <laughs> but uh, tell us, please. Okay, so do you want to hear about Napoleon Dynamite, or do you want to hear about the rake? Only if Napoleon Dynamite got <laughs> eaten by the rake. Like, oh, then, I, then I'd actually be okay with the rake. Then. Yeah. No, tell us about it. Brother. No, I, you know, you're going through that bottom part of, of Wyoming. It's really, it's really gross, you know, and it's, it's very barren. But 
this was not that part. This was further toward the north, going just below Yellowstone. A lot of the same thing. Like there's all this desolate, ugly, deserty type terrain, and then it becomes this beautiful oasis of of green. The West is like that, folks. Everywhere you go in the West, there, there'll be like nothing, and then you'll you'll it's just rocks, and then all of a sudden, boom, in a green oasis of beauty. Uh, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming. They are all like that. Northern New Mexico. Northern tiles, New Mexico, Arizona. Area. You'll be going along thinking this is so horrible and hideous, and then you'll hit something green, and it'll be wonderful, beautiful. It'll yes. feel good, and then you'll go right back out into the death. Into the high, uh, the hot, high desert. Yes. <laughs> so this happened up there near Yellowstone. Guy was driving along with his with his family, uh, and and so this white creature – Mm-hmm. Which he said looked like it had webbing on the on the uh, below the rib or by, um, outside of the rib cage. I forget how he worded it. Correct. And it, that it connected to the arms it was like webbing connecting the arms to the rib cage is what he said. So the, there's webbing, you know there, and I've heard that before. And this thing was was holding on to a tree, and he said he was driving along, and they they were going down a little winding area where you couldn't go real fast. And this thing decided to leap off of the tree on all fours and run so fast, according to him, okay, he was going about 45 miles an hour, he said, that it ran up under his car, that lifted the car up, but boom, and the tires didn't hit it. Now, I don't know how that happens, but he said he looked, and when it got to the other side of the road, then it kind of twisted and turned, and he could see it in his rearview mirror, it was standing straight up, and you could see its body like heaving. And he didn't know if he had like heard it or what, but he said that it was like white, almost translucent, and it had a humongous mouth with a weird round head. Didn't get a good look at the feet or the hands, but just yeah. Those so, are the prominent features that yeah. stood. My question is, how did it survive going underneath? I don't know. That that would. And I asked him too. He drives a Subaru, so I mean, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> You could probably survive. <laughs> Maybe you got run over by a Subaru. You know, you'd be like, well, yeah, I don't know. But but not when there's four people in the car. Yeah. That's, he that's... said he woke up, his son, his daughter, and his wife were all asleep, and they just blah, blah, wake up. Like, what was that? And he said it was so terrifyingly ugly and, and menacing looking that he, wow. he didn't even want to tell his family what it was. Really? He just said, oh, I don't know. I think we might have hit something. The kids were like, oh, I hope it wasn't a deer or a rabbit, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> But he later told his wife, and his wife was like, what? You know, like, that's I don't know, man. That would be pretty, I, yeah, I think I'd be pretty weirded out, too, if I were in his shoes. You think? Yeah, seeing that thing. But it sounded like a rake. I mean, that's what it sounded like, you know? Yeah, and that is, you are correct, that is the, the classic um, description. The, the description. The, descri- the classic description of the rake. Slash yeah, there was a guy that, that used to be on our Facebook um Anthony knows him very well. He's kind of a nut job. We're not really, we don't really talk to him anymore, <laughs> but he claimed to have seen the rake up in, up, nor, up in uh, Northern New York, not New York city. Cause everybody thinks New York city, but you're upstate New York, Yeah, upstate New York, which is a huge state. Yeah. But he was up in upstate New York near Rochester, near a lake. He said, yeah, it's and very, it's very wooded out there. Very wooded. Yeah. And he said that this, he saw this thing, this white, like a bubble floating on the lake. And then he said that it, it, he saw it like flip around and like move really fast. Like just like it was moving. You couldn't see the appendages or anything that were making it, the causing the locomotion, but it moved really fast. And it, when it got up onto the shore, it crawled out on all fours. And then it spun its head around and twisted its body and stood up. And the, and the description was just like what Ernest told us, you know, the guy we ate dinner with. Yeah. Gives. Yeah. It, very similar to that, very similar to this guy in Wyoming that saw that ran over this creature. It makes you wonder that, well, again, the Native American uh, tribes from all around the country, that if they You're going to say Wendigo. Well, yeah, they're going to say Wendigo. If they, no, if you're going to say that, Wendigo, but when they, they, they say that Wendigo has horns and is different. Who knows? But it's definitely, I think I would go call it Wendigo because who knows well, when we get when we get but Lon Rake, on the show, yeah, we can Lon, have Lon him expand. Yeah. I'm going to have talk to him about Penelope, because that's a story that that is from one of his books or whatever, right. um, in the in the Sierra Nevadas about a female creature, because people see it's like fully nude, 
Correct. But it is hideous, and it and it is white and translucent, and has hair, and it screams. And there was a story I read, in one of Lon's uh, blogs or his his book. I've read so much stuff. I know he's I got his Phantoms and Monsters website. Yeah, it was something like that. I read it from some one of. I was his website, I think. Mm-hmm. And I I read because whereas you you watch videos, the videos and stuff, yes. I read. That's good. I'm the smart one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and you know arrogant too. You know how people are that they they read. They're like the book is much better than the movie. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. You're like, you know what you know what I like about the movie? No reading. Yeah. <laughs> Took me two those. hours and I just went to sleep. I roll with what's what's available, what what catches me. But you know, going back to the the whole description of this thing, I, I I'm inclined to say when to go. But if rake is going to be the term for today that describes this creature, whatever it yeah, is, yeah, why not? Let's 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 use that because, word. Because I, I, I said Wendigo, and I got attacked uh-huh. six ways from Sunday. Yeah, they're like it's not a Wendigo; it's a rake, and the rake is different from the Wendigo, and the Wendigo actually prefers um, its burgers medium rare, whereas the rake does not. And you know, like like okay. And there were all these and people the coming out of the woodwork. Also, they like avocado on their burgers. They too, do. Obviously. They do, and they like they like cheddar. They don't oh, want. Okay. They don't like the Monterey Jack. Okay. See, and, and I got all this. These people that were just armchair know-it-alls telling me about the difference between them and how ignorant I was for not knowing all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude. Either way, if I see one that looks like that with horns or without horns, I'm out of there. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I may leave a. You know, I'll, I'll have a Charmin moment more than likely, and like you said, exit stage left really fast. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's something I don't care to see. I can tell you right see. now, dude. I, can live with... I, I don't. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that thing is, but Mm-mm. yeah, it's very, it's very scary. You know, this guy he claimed that he saw one, you know, going across the water and then popping up out of it and and contorting its body, uh, weird ways and whatever. You know, when they that, that, that's another aspect I've been I've been wondering about for the last month or two, folks talking about how they can contort in a weird fashion. It would make you wonder is how stiff or I guess you could say how solid are their bones? Or Maybe it's all cartilage. That's that's what I'm Maybe thinking. That's why there's no carcasses of these things. N- Maybe so. Like sharks, dude. Yes, it'll just go. The only thing that's really hard on sharks is their teeth. Everything else just goes. So it could be it could be something similar to that. And we're speculating, folks, of course. So, so, we so don't what know. are we doing on time? You know, Cool. So we got a little more time, and, yeah. and I'm going to totally switch it up from cryptids to something else. Um, what about hey, what about your cousin's episode with sleep with the sleep paralysis? paralysis? Oh, we yeah. can do that. Hey, let us uh, know. That was that one's kind of I don't know. It's it's creepy on a different level. Yeah, it's it's definitely creepy. Um, there's a couple of alien things we have. Uh, this one is pretty weird. I, I don't really know how to categorize it. My, I had a cousin that, of mine that lived in Thorndale or outside of Thorndale, a little bitty town outside of Taylor, which is a little bitty town outside of Austin. So mm-hmm. imagine it's really it's just out in the boondocks. A, a little thumbnail. You just drive <laughs> right through it. It, it. Thorndale is a weird town. It's got a lot of weird stories. There's stories of the Cadejo out there too, of the yeah. black dog. Yes. AKA the Hellhound. Well, they have like a name for it too. I don't, I don't remember the Oh, they, they have their own name. They have for... like a name for this black dog that runs around out there. This um, is the paranormal one that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and, and I know that there's a, an area called Apache uh, Trail. I, you know what? I got lots of friends that live in Central Texas. They're going to be correcting me. Apache Pass or something like that. But I know there's a really good steakhouse out there. Oh, yeah. That's about all I know about that. <laughs> but anyways, th- there is this creature that people see. That It's like a black dog, but it looks almost like a like a hellhound. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about here, though. We we can get into that. I have another story about that too. But we we could talk about that all day. There is another uh, incident. My friend who claims that that he, well, my cousin, but he's also my friend. He had a sleep paralysis incident. Uh, they lived a little bit out of town, mm-hmm. not quite. The whole town is rural. You know? Yes, very much so. But the two nights before this happened, he saw a blue sphere go across the sky. Oh, interesting. At, at really fast. He said it was zooming, and then it just stopped and kind of zigzagged and went up. Oh, that did. Now, that he saw cool. that. He saw this. He was out hunting in that area. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a way to to tell you where it's at because there's nothing that goes there's no nothing there's no that identifying goes features south out there. of Thorndale. I can't really tell you what 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 you end up in like near um, 
uh, Lexington, maybe or something like that. Okay. So he's in between Thorndale and Lexington. It's kind of where he lived, but he but like he was on the outskirts of where he lived. But what he was hunting was out there. And him and his stepdad uh, saw this thing shoot across the sky. So the next day, his stepdad had to go to the hospital. Right. Because he felt nauseous. Something was wrong. He was having, uh, his wife said that he was having nightmares and that he was waking up panicking. Well, my friend or my cousin, I should say, he had something similar happen to him. He woke up. But he couldn't move. Now, this was the day after his stepdad had had the episode where he had to go to the hospital and they gave him some kind of a sedative or something. Sedative or something, yeah. And so I just remember this story. It's an old one. But he said, he goes, I had sleep paralysis. You know, well, I actually told him what it was because mm-hmm. he was describing it to me. Right. And he said that he had woke up, but he couldn't move his arms or legs and his eyes, he couldn't even open his eyes, he couldn't do anything. But he could hear something moving around in his room, and he could hear like this um, weird like noise. He said it was like a whooshing noise, like woo 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 woo, you know. Oh wow! Um, um, I say whooshing. It's like like it was. That's the way he described it. Was like it was like a, a pulsating. Oh, like uh, a yeah, woo, woo, yeah, yes, woo, yes. The way woo. he did it was Kinda was like, like yeah. He told me face to face. It was like a woo 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 woo, you know. I'm not real good with side effects. But, but anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty good sometimes. Yeah, you did pretty good. But anyways, he told me that, and he told me that it was like he heard this like 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 woo-woo-woo noise, like something was pulsating, and then he felt like this light air going over his body, and then finally he was able to open his eyes. And he said that in his room there was a blue, like the light was bluish green right, in, yeah. his, in his room, and he saw what looked like three tall humanoids not the traditional grays like you would think. Right. He said that these things looked almost um, like reptile looking, very reptilian looking. But they had the, the, almost the same kind of head with the oval shape with the small chin. But that they had almost like little small scales. You could see them on their face. And that they were like talking to him through his mind. Oh, wow. And that what they were telling him was that he needed to relax and calm down. And that they were doing uh, an investigation into that area, which I don't know what that means. That's the word they used with him? According to Investigation. Him. He said they were investigating. Well, it, it makes you wonder, first and foremost, um, when you think about um, all the, for lack of better words, all the alien races out there. Sorry if I'm not using the proper words, folks, but I'm just using alien because that means it's not us it's not terrestrial here we're other than human all these alien races that have been reported through the uh ufo encounters etc etc over the years you've got easily over 20 or 30 uh races different descriptions and some are similar but with well i can give you more description on this too yeah so Um, given that the eyes were yellow yeah they were slitted no right and one of them leaned right over him Oh. There were little bumps, nodules, whatever on its head. Yes. Didn't see any jaggedy teeth or anything like that. And they didn't open their mouths. And their mouths weren't real big, according to him. And that they were actually looking for something. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And that they knew that he had observed them two days before. And apparently they had already done this with his stepdad. They're try trying to glean to any information they could from whatever they were looking for. See what for. they saw, yeah. When he talked to his stepdad about it, according to what he told me, he said, I talked to my stepdad, and he didn't have any, like, he had no recollection of what the dream was. He just felt like he was struggling with something, and that was it. And then, and that he couldn't get his wife to wake up, but then finally he kicked, and then he woke up, and he was whatever. Well, here's the interesting thing. When they saw the blue light. Okay. There was missing time because he told me that it happened about 10 o'clock at night. Right. And when they got back to the house, it was like 1 a.m. And they hadn't done anything. They don't yeah, remember doing and, anything. And he don't, they don't them. remember anything. They just remember after they saw the blue light, his stepdad started getting a headache. And so they 
just left. Basically going to the house. They went home, yeah. And but then for whatever reason, it was already like uh It took them three hours, right? Yeah, and as, and it wasn't very far from, from where they were according to him where they were hunting was not very far. So what, I, I don't understand. Was it gonna be maybe a thirty minute drive back to the house? Was it something like that? Short time short time span? Had to have been. I mean Thorndale is only what a spot in the road. <laughs> Had to have been a short way. Yeah, it's a pretty small little blip on on the road or whatever. I was just thinking though. Here's here's the thing I was thinking on that, brother. Like I said earlier, there's all those alien races out there, and he got one that was a reptilian type and tells the, 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 them that the, the, they're the on an investigation. The, the intriguing thing that I asked, uh, almost said his name. The intriguing thing that I asked uh, uh, R, I'll call him R. Yeah. <laughs> the Your intriguing cousin. thing that I yeah. asked R, and he's not hes not really my cousin. I grew up with this guy to the point to where I just you call him my family, cousin yeah. and I call him my primo. But, uh-huh. And so, you know, and so I, and you know, and, and he's not a real articulate guy. Right. You know, so he just kind of was like telling me what he could, mm-hmm. you know, the in the words he could. Right, right. He explained it the best he could. Yeah. yeah. And so he had this missing time. And, and the thing is, I don't know what to make of that, but I know that he's not, he's a very truthful guy. He's not going to lie to me. Right. He doesn't you go know? around making stuff up just to, to, no. to get attention from anybody. No, he did tell me a ghost story one time, but it wasn't, mm. it wasn't like that. Correct. But he did have sleep paralysis and he said he couldn't move. And then he said he went back to sleep. And then when he woke up, it was like, it was a dream. Oh man. But the, the the intriguing thing about that story and what I want to know is what were they looking for? It's exactly what did what they I was want? Like what was the information that they wanted? The only thing I could you know, I can think of is number one, you had a dogman encounter years ago in Taylor. Right uh, there in yeah, Taylor. Taylor. So that right there would tell me that there is along with all the other stories you've told me over the years about all the weird stuff in and around Taylor. And then, of course, Thorndale not being far from there, so on and so forth. How, that how far whole is Thorndale from Taylor, Anthony? 13, what are we looking like? 13 miles? Yeah, I was going to say 13 to 15 miles, or 13 10 miles, to 15 yeah. miles, something like that. So it's all that area is rural. So, you know, a dog man or, or even a, a rake or anything. Well, you think they're looking for the dog? <laughs> they're looking for a dog well, man? Well, think, think about this the technology that they have, obviously, that they can do what they did to, to your cousin. They can do that to them. What would stop them from investigating these other weird creatures that are floating around out there? That, yeah. that they'll okay, have the ability with their technology to be able to hone in on them to catch them and see what's up with them. Because that's what I think, I think a lot they, of these, Maybe they tag these things? They may, oh, they may, they may so do that. Well, think about, well, think about it. it. It was a lizard-type creature. Mm-hmm. What would we be to the lizard-type creature? We're nothing but another animal, just like the dog man would be, just like the rake would be. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's probably what they were doing, maybe, because it's hard to tell how many um, alien races have visited this planet. I wouldn't begin to know, but I'm sure there's over at least a hundred of them. If there's like four or five hundred supposedly alien races out there, there's a hundred of them came here to start cataloging stuff for their own people. You know what I mean? What's on this planet? Well, hey, let's send our people out there and start, you know, use the technology and we capture and tag and study and people of course we're the we're the most prevalent they didn't creature, seem you know, to be but, you know as far as like reptilians usually pretty aggressive and angry right but there's he many didn't really, variants. Yeah, variants i guess he didn't really seem because i asked him i was like did it feel evil and he was like yeah man it was really evil whatever but then you know then later i asked him again and mm-hmm. i was like how like He's like, well, I don't want to say evil, but they just were ugly, man. They were real ugly. Yeah, it's basically throwing him so off. So I told him, like, I said, did, R, R, did you get any sort of like like malevolent feeling? He said it was scary. Right. He said, I didn't get the feeling they were going to kill me, though. Right, right. So I said, well, then it wasn't completely evil. He goes, it could have been worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I said, yeah, I guess it could have been. Mm-hmm. And then he, it never happened to him again. That happened to him back in the 90s. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, not too far from. Uh, but he told me that story not, um, uh, not too long ago, when me and you were first kicking around the idea about the show. Yeah, my 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 cousin cousin got me in touch with him to, to tell him that's told me that story. So yeah, that's that's freaky. That's really weird. And so, that, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Um, you know, it's it we hit the hour mark, and so we have to uh to 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 go. If you folks want us to go and do more episodes and do more research. 
and you want us to do longer episodes and do more episodes, then, then we're going to need you to pay us. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Start sending us checks, and we will. We will. I'll quit my job, and I'll do this full time, and I'll 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 bust out with all the stuff I can find. All the bells and whistles. I'll start. I'll start stalking people for stories. <laughs> I'll sit on in the Lowe's parking lot, you know, just waiting for somebody to come out. Did you have a weird story while you were modeling that house? <laughs> or go downtown at night, start <laughs> questioning start, everybody that walks even in and out of the bars. Drug people, you know, yeah. they're like, "Yeah, it's a leprechaun." I was like, "Oh, good." Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Or, hey, we'll even go down to our the local ark shelter. Did you see anybody? I saw a 600-foot Jesus. Uh, okay, guy, you need to chill out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, folks. But there's there's people that have all kinds of weird stories, and a lot of times, of course, unfortunately, they're on some type of Well, we have done I, <laughs> I think we've done the best job of vetting those people because yeah. we've had some people. Folks, I'm going to say it like this. If you're going to send me a story and then it starts getting into some sort of sexual encounter with an entity or being or whatever, I don't want it. You know, don't. No, no. It's, that's not going to happen. All right. I just, you know. We like the folks that, that bring us their. That, that now, if something's happening like like an entity and it, you're being serious and something like, you know. Yeah. But I don't want to hear about your sexual liaisons with Bigfoot or Dogman. Okay. That's just gross. That's and I don't want to hear about TMI. it. TMI. That is that is actually yeah, and it's it's actually I'm telling y'all because I've been getting stories that are just so ridiculous. So you have to just throw them out, you know. And so it's better when I can talk to the people and I can get them and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But we do want you to it's send sad us that your I have stories. To say that, but yes, you know. yes, we do want all of you people who have your actual genuine stories that have happened to you. Yes, we want to hear them. And you can usually tell when somebody's being being legit. honest and genuine. And then I let yeah. you, the listener at home, decide, you know, what you want to do with it. You you take the story and if, if you want to believe them, believe them. If you don't, you don't. You know, I just know that I look for threads. I do that Definitely. all the time. And I kept that one story, um, the the story about Redosa with a giant lizard close to my chest until I found something else out. And then when I found the other ones, then I was like, ah, there you go. Yes. Totally. And, and so this was paranormal potluck slash reptiles. Yes. Let's put it that way. Because it was mostly. A little more reptile than everything it else. It was so. pretty much reptiles. Uh, I'm, I guess it was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was just pretty much. But there was a thread there. There was a yeah. thread. And so I tell you what. The folks, rake, we don't know if it's reptilian or not. We don't. We don't that we, We're going to have to get with Ernest again. Remember? He had the the. Uh, the witness that talked to us, and he was—you told his story on Vic's show about the uh, the dogman on his grandfather's property and the and that rake creature mm-hmm. that they killed. So we're gonna have to talk to him again. And yeah, we see need to what get back together with him. We have so many people we need to talk to. Though. God, we do. The girl from Arizona. Yes, yes. Oh my God, seven. I am constantly getting messages. I was showing you today. Yes. Just in the last three or four hours. Was like you had like six or seven yeah, messages opened up. Opened up. <laughs> and I had, wow. just, I had just done six or seven hours before. Oh, yeah. Uh, folks, we we did we are in contact with uh, Lon Strickler and Linda Godfrey, and hopefully Linda Godfrey will be interviewing with us in the fall. She's very busy. She just wrote her last book, whatever, and I talked to her today. Uh, Lon Strickler um, had recovered from surgery, Godspeed, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll be coming on the show hopefully toward the end of uh, by well, but probably a few episodes from here, hopefully we'll have him on. Most definitely. And there's a lot of other people out there that, you know, I, I'm kind of one of those, uh, kind of like being a foodie. You sample all the different foods out there that you come across. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of lesser known channels with, with, with people who are researchers and everything else. And I listen to theirs. And we're going to try to make it, you know, we're going to try and make the best attempt to see it if we can get those people on our show as well. Yeah, we're, so we're we talking to another this. girl who has a podcast and she, she's going to be. Definitely. Maybe doing a collaboration with us pretty soon. Because we want to we want to be like a hub where if you need to find out about this, this, and that, guess what? You can come talk to us as much as you can or come to our show and listen to us because we're not trying to exclude anybody. We're just trying to help get the words out. Yeah. So with that being said, brother, I think we can give them the email and then, you know. Yeah, dustwolfman88 at gmail.com. Or you can private message me and wolfandsal at gmail.com. Exactly, folks. And hey. We're happy to have been here with you. Have a good night, everybody.